Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Tuesday. Hope you're doing well. Well, well, well. Had a Monday game last night, as usual, as per usual, I should say. And today, I actually I want to thank I want to thank Becky for giving me this idea for this episode. Another another idea, and I think I may have talked about this before. I'm not sure. It's getting to the point where between the number of episodes I've done and the fact that I'm 62 and I think I'm getting Alzheimer's or whatever, that I'm always afraid I'm going to be repeating episodes. So forgive me if I do. Hopefully, I will have some more information if I do. (laughs) So, there's that. But I wanted to talk about taking away. And what I mean is taking things away from your campaign, from your idea, adventure, whatever. As a game master. See, I, I operate under the assumption that art and I consider this an art it's I considered game mastering an art and a craft I consider it art is a taking away what I mean by that is start to limit yourself because if you can do or rather the players and you if you can do everything you won't do anything Because there's too many choices. So you've got to start by taking things away. Setting setting up boundaries, limiting yourself, whatever you want to call it. Because you set up your own... Because everybody does this. I don't care what people say. Use your imagination for everything. It's like, yeah, your imagination. The only thing that can stop you is your imagination. Well, that's the thing that stops you is your imagination. And you should welcome it. You should welcome it because it makes you more creative. Now, I'm not saying that you have to limit yourself the same way every single time. But what I'm saying is you limit yourself in the choices you make, which makes you try and work within those choices. And that's what creativity is all about. As far as I'm concerned, anyway... Here's a few examples. Chuck Jones, the director, animator director of Looney Tunes, and and the man behind with Michael Maltese as a writer, the Roadrunner series, established rules about how to make a Roadrunner and Coyote cartoon, and they worked within those limitations, and they and and they wanted to see how much they could do within those limitations. So you're not working out, you're not thinking outside, you're actually thinking you're outside of the box while you're still in the box, if you can get my 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 gist. And they came up with, what, about a dozen or more cartoons on the same basic premise. That's That's the key right there. 
I just, I, I cannot ever emphasize this too much. Find out what your world is about and find out what limits you want to set for yourself and then go crazy within those limits and just see how far you can push. It's pushing an envelope. See how far you can push that envelope and still remain true to your concept, your conception of the world and things like that. Dr. Seuss, as I've said before, his was nonsense, but it was a logical nonsense. He had his own limitations. Everybody, I don't care what they say about unlimited magic. Everybody has limitations. They either they have limitations of their art, maybe the the kind of medium they choose or whatever. But there's also limitations they put on themselves. People will do that anyway. So if you have a world without orcs, that's fine. If you can deal with that, that's fine. What do you do if you don't have orcs? Do you come up with a reason why there are no orcs there? You don't have to, but you might. Who knows? It might be something in your mind, in the back of your mind. Do you substitute another type of monster for orcs? Do you only rename orcs? Things like that. There may be a river that runs backwards in your world and you can come up with some kind of logistical reason why that river runs backward you don't have to tell the players but no other river does that and that's your limitation right there you may limit yourself to what I'm saying is limit yourself but don't limit yourself that's the gist of it Put up your limits and then just start thinking about it and start coming up with ideas within that box. Another one. I'm just looking at my shelf here. I've got my game shelf and then above it I've got some DVDs. And I'm looking at my DVDs of the Honeymooners. That was a limitation that Jackie Gleason put on. He said, the Cramdens will never have kids. They will never move out of that apartment. It's also known as status quo. In sitcoms, it's known as status quo because everything comes usually comes back. If there's a major change, then they deal within the series, and that becomes the new status quo. But he used those limitations, and he got like 39 great episodes of one season, plus ton, dozens, dozens of sketches on the Jackie Gleason show. Even a musical where they went around the world. And I'm sure he that's that was him broadening his limitations. That's another thing you do. You could broaden your limitations. If something happens that changes your world, that becomes your new status quo. That becomes another limitation. Or maybe you take away a limitation for some reason. That's another thing that happens. So you got to start thinking like that. Like, what do I want in my world and what don't I want in my world? I've seen worlds without elves. I've seen worlds that are all desert. I mean, dark sun right there. That's all desert. Things like that. They reflect what the creators wanted to reflect. And you're the creator. So keep that in mind. What are you going to do? What is, sit down. It's, I'd, I'd sit down and think about what kind of stories you want to tell in your world. And then make a list of 
maybe the tropes of the, say you're taking the fantasy genre. You may want to make a list of the tropes and then just look at it and go, okay, I don't want that. I don't want that. I'm going to change that one right here to something else. And that's, that's when you start. Limitation is defining your world. Defining your adventures, defining what you write. It's so don't think of it as limitations, as in oh I I'm can't I can't write about that. You may be able to write about that. You just got to look at your look at your your the the boundaries you've set for yourself and say how can I work that into the boundaries. That's the fun part for me right there. You know I'm one of the few I'm a film buff, and I don't know how you feel about censorship in movies, TV, whatever. I think that, to me, censorship is a love-hate relationship. It is, it is a two-edged sword. Now, I don't like a whole lot of censorship. I believe in the author's or the creator's original vision. So, too much censorship is not a good thing. But... What I liked about it, especially if you watch, if you're an old movie buff like me and watch the movies of like the 30s, 40s, and 50s, they had pretty heavy censorship. I'm not saying totalitarian censorship, but you know they they were they were they had the Hayes Code, they had the Breen Office, they had all these people. I mean, you know, it was it was self censorship because in the 20s, basically, it was like. You know these these church groups were getting together to ban movies altogether because they were you know because there was no code or anything like that. And as any business knows, or any business this kind of business knows, either you self censorship or the government's going to try and do it for you. And that's what the code, the Hayes Code, came about. That's why the Hayes Code came about. And I look at those films. And I go, okay, I understand they can't do certain things. Some of it gets... Re- See, this is one of the reasons I don't like a lot of censorship, because some of it gets really ridiculous. You can't show a double bed in a bedroom of a, of a even a married couple. I mean, that went even into the TV. That's why Rob and Laura Petrie on the Dick Van Dyke show slept in separate beds. And so did Lucy and Ricky. But there were... There were censorship laws, but I'm looking at them, especially with the better ones, and saying, you know, that censorship was also a good thing because it made the creators think within those limitations. They may be able to subvert them every once in a while without breaking the code or getting things by the censors, but at the same time, they're going, okay, how can I solve this problem? How can I, how can I creatively get around this? And I think that made the movies better. I I really do think so. so. Yes, some of the some of the creators' vision is not getting through, especially if you're dealing with like an adaption of a play or a novel or something like that. I can understand that, but at the same time, they're fascinating to watch, and I love listening to like commentaries. Oh, we couldn't do this, so we had to find another way to talk about it or something like that. The ones I don't like, we had to cut this because, but I can understand at the time. I mean, you know, there were no cursing and no things like that, no salacious things. Anyway, but I'm saying it made it better. And that's the way you you should start thinking about it. I mean, I'm not saying censorship in D&D or any other role-playing game, but that's the way you got to, I think that's the way you should think. What can I, what, what are my boundaries in my world and how can I work within them? 
do I want to change these boundaries at any time? Maybe the, the campaign's a year in. And, okay, I want to change something, so let's have something happen in-game to change it, and that will be the new that would be the new boundaries. So things can change. It's just you got to think in those terms, I think. Anyway, that's my opinion. So I'm going to go start my day. If you want to talk about this with me or any anything else, you know, oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Drop me an email. Drop me a voicemail on Anchor. And, of course, we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month. You two can, jo- can join our happy family and uh, contribute to the program, and I would thank you. And thank you, Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, and Juan Carlos for being my supporters. You guys are great. So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.